0: Get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash pivot.
2: Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast.
3: Hi everyone. This is Pivot from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher.
1: And I have figured out finally in my life what my calling is, Kara. Oh no! What? I have been called. It is <laughs> yeah. so clear. It is so obvious. I will oh be no. portraying John McAfee in the upcoming biography. Oh my God! It I just, knew
3: you would. You are a ghoul. It's
1: so obvious. And by you the way, You kind of look like him. By the way, just a little bit with a
3: little hair, a little a little beard situation. You kind of look like him a little bit. I'll be honest with I you.
1: Do. I, I do. I yeah. do. And I mean, let's be honest. If you're, gonna, if you're gonna really go really embrace the midlife crisis, mm-hmm. you have to give John his props. I mean, we have some guys going into space in dildos. We have other guys, John McAfee, who ends up marrying a prostitute who was sent to kill him, does blow, kills neighbors, and fakes heart attacks to avoid extradition. This guy mm. was a gangster. I'm sorry, <laughs> this guy was a gangster. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I that feel is it's the a mother of all. story
3: of, of, of <laughs> there there mental illness network, but
1: okay there isn't a network True. a producer or Who's someone with an iPhone yeah. that is not planning that that series right yeah. now
3: Yeah he I knew him a little bit he was Did you? quite yeah you know he was around for he, he was he was a troubled person. Let me just say, I'm not gonna like. Oh, I, you it, think? It's, yeah, I it just. <laughs> well, but it are was we the sad. ones? Did it he
1: have sad. it figured out? Are we maybe, the ones that maybe are troubled? Maybe so.
3: Maybe so. But let me just say, he he, he of course kept part. tweeting he was going to be murder-suicided essentially, and you know, and now there's there's a whole conspiracy theory on the internet. Like he's moved into Epstein territory. Was he killed? Was he this? Was he that? He just he was a paranoid something. I'm not a doctor, but he was really quite mad. Um, and so I don't know what happened to him, but. You're right. It's going to be a movie. Well, You're I, right. I, heard,
1: You're right. I heard that he found out that the trial was going to be 30 days. Yeah. Get it? Trial, 30 days. Oh, my McAfee God. Software. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, too soon? Too soon.
3: <laughs> too soon. Too soon. <laughs> I'm going to, you know what? People, there are real people in trouble. There's a chilling story from the Wall Street Journal. You detail how the Ant Group, Jack Ma's companies, and talks with the Chinese government to create a new credit scoring company that would result in a trove of data on Chinese citizens' finances being released to the state. This takeover of Jack Ma, that is to me the most chilling story, actually, uh, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of having have been this entrepreneur, been celebrated in China. You, you and I have talked about this. And then they're just like taking apart piece by piece. I mean, it, it is, and he's such a fascinating character um talk about a story this is like it's i'd really love to know more about it but like how it happened and what they decided to do in the decision making here because it's really it's really chilling i find it ch- this, I don't
1: this reminds me of when msb is that his name mbs yeah decided that there were too many yeah. people making too much money outside of the control of the ruling family or the kingdom yeah.
3: Yep, and basically put them put all them on a Ritz
1: Carlton and said, "I'm glad you, I'm, you know, welcome. I'm glad you could all make it today. Nobody's leaving until you give us X percent yep. of your wealth and acknowledge and also come to the recognition over the next 48 hours that we're in fucking charge." Yeah, yeah. I think that's this is somewhat similar. These companies have well, become so powerful. Try I would like Go more ahead.
3: coverage of China. Like what's going on with the Bitcoin stuff, with this, this mm-hmm. this like pushed, this is just explicit autocracy is really, it's an interesting move right now as our relations with them become more tense. And I think that's, it's only going that direction um, well, and and, as they compete for internet hegemony at the same time.
1: And it goes some very ugly places. If, if, you're, <laughs> if the government has access to not only your financial records, but your credit score and can decide that maybe... If your emails include anti government rhetoric, they take your credit yeah. score down such that you can't buy airline tickets or you can't pay tuition. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, and you want to talk about powerful and financial uh, through, I think it's Alipay has a billion customers, which is the yep. same as the thing that Chuck Todd is very excited about, Peacock. Oh, wait, no, that's 10 million, 10 million. So, and financial, and Someone financial. Someone to be excited I about Peacock. Chuck Todd, who did not take me up on the invitation for drinks. Yeah, that Anyways, was, he's, yeah. people he's excited, that. <laughs> he's excited about Peacock. He's excited about Peacock. Anyway, yeah, okay. Peacock has, give you a sense of scale. Nonetheless, there's of stories out of
3: China. There's another one in million? the Times of another real estate company moguls and their friend who got put in jail for For I don't know eight years for writing for distributing one ant financial though
1: a billion billion. people use ant financial two hundred million use Netflix five times ant financial has five times the customer base of Netflix. I mean these things are just so massive. You know who this? I was thinking about this this morning. I'm curious to get your take on this. You know whose value just got cut by thirty percent with this move? Who? Who? The most exciting company of the last two years? TikTok. TikTok. Because if all of a sudden every gangster internet company
3: yeah. is
1: perceived globally as a as an apparatus for the chinese security uh forces are you really going to want your that kids using tiktok good.
3: as usual you come out with an interesting insight i agree with you I agree with you. This is a, we got to keep on this story. This China story is really developing in a really, there's all kinds of things happening. Um, in this country, Warren Buffett is stepping down at the Gates Foundation as a trustee. I mean, he's yeah. older, I think, uh, who knows if it was internal politics. I don't know anything in the future of the Gates Foundation. But I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's he, he probably is cutting back on lots of stuff. But, um, but it's, uh, it's another, you know, it's an end of an era for, for sure. Those two, they had a love fest, him and Gates.
1: Yeah, and you, I you know, I think you got to let the guy take a victory lap. I, yeah. I, I think it's incredible. My father is um, turning 91. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my fa- my father's in exceptional shape, worked out his whole life, got me into mm-hmm. working out, has lived a fairly, you know, a fairly healthy life, is, is, is thin, swims every day. And I'll tell you, 90 is rough. And mm-hmm. I think it's incredible that Warren Buffett has been as I, you know, I, I, he's just very incredible. He's not only an impressive man, what's incredible is how impressive he is at 90.
3: Yeah,
1: and he so, is. so He's, a, the live, fact he's that, a live wire. The fact that he's stepping back and doesn't feel the need to get on a plane and go to board meetings four times a year. Yeah. We, word, yeah. word, brother. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> you
3: yeah. Know? He was, I, I had dinner with him a couple of years ago, two years ago, and he was very lively. Although you could just see, you know, I was like, I wonder. Oh, you know, he was elderly. I just don't know. You know what I mean? He was definitely slower. But then he ate, you know, a plate of meat as big as my Twinkies. head and, <laughs> and then ate my, the stuff on my plate. So I felt like, all right, okay. Like, and live, lively as can be. But definitely, it's an interesting thing. I think it'll be interesting to see where the Gates Foundation goes with this Um You know, Melinda has her own stuff that she's going to be working on, and obviously Gates has dedicated his life to the Gates Foundation, and both of them have. And so, you know, working together is going to be, especially, looks like a pretty acrimonious divorce, um, considering, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, um, given there's so much money to go around, but it doesn't look like a pretty divorce, for sure. And so, it'll be interesting to see this, you know, the Gates Foundation has been the most important philanthropy of this Mm past Yeah, you've said that. You said you think this is a big deal. It is. I don't quite know what. I don't know anything about it. But it's definitely, it's going to, you know, I, I assume it's going to settle out at some point. It'll be the Bill Gates Foundation, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? And then they have children. And we'll see how involved they are um, in this. They're older children. I mean, they're not children I think, they're adults. Uh, I um, would think it's
1: going to be just we'll fine, see. though. I think that yeah, uh, so so my too. understanding is it's always had a reputation. I remember meeting Patty Stonecipher like 15 years ago. And thinking she was a really impressive woman. And she was running it at the time. My sense is they have great management. And I think they both have a vested interest in it, regardless of what happens yeah. between them yeah. and around them. I think they have a vested interest in making sure that I always have not an affected. issue with
3: these foundations owned by rich people. I was offered a job at one of them, um, someone mm-hmm. I like, a billionaire I like. And I, and I literally said to this billionaire, I said, I can't work for one billionaire. Like, you know what I mean? Like, who knows if you go crazy or if you got a crazy partner or your kids. Like, I just don't. Like, it doesn't feel stable to me to be, you know, to have a, a, a kingdom, essentially. Uh, and that's why I turned it down. I just was like, I can't say no to you, essentially, which was anyway, it was an interesting thing. We'll see where it goes. I think that's they've got having amazing a boss.
1: Way. I don't understand the difference. I know, but, and, you
3: know, you have a boss and you have an actual person who, who owns the money. Like, it, it's a different mm-hmm. thing. It's, it, it's a different thing to be able to. That's why, like, a lot of these things happen to these Internet companies. People can't talk to the boss. That's what happened with Bill Gates at Microsoft. They, they, I think that's they certainly of power, did though, something in general. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Speaking of power, Britney Spears uh, and her bombshell statement to a Los Angeles judge about ending the conservatorship, which has been really interesting. The the, the New York Times did a really interesting video about it. I mean, a, a, a documentary. Uh, she's been under it for 13 years. She said she's been compelled to work against her will, drugged, not able to make choices about her physical health, and you know, they, she's got a real contingent of people that are trying to free her, free Britney, the conservatorship. Um, uh, is for people who are in some way incapacitated. She certainly had mental illness issues. Um, uh, and, but she's been working steadily up until 2019 when she decided not to work anymore. She's at. In, at odds with her father as a financial conservator, gets a salary, gets a percentage of any deals he signs for her. He hasn't done that while managing her finances. She's worth $60 million for comparison. J-Lo is worth $150 million. Brittany has sold more albums worldwide than J-Lo. Brittany, um is paying for both sides in the legal battle. It's a really interesting issue. Um You know, I, I actually watch her Instagram because it's full of clues and stuff like that. I don't know why I'm compelled by this um, this um woman who seems like she's definitely got mental illness issues but i feels like she's this is like beyond belief what's happened here with her i don't know maybe I'm Boy, that you,
1: the, the article that was forwarded around it's yeah. you read it and it's disturbing and yeah. it, granted it felt like you were got sort of getting one side of the story if you will but it, you know it reminded me of a, the mother fantastic- and the sister
3: are on her side but go ahead sorry yeah
1: the fan, uh, fantastic film, I think, it, probably Jessica Lang's best film. Do you remember a movie called Francis back in? I think it was yes, eighties. Oh, yeah, yes.
3: It had, movie. It, it
1: had it uh, had echoes of that. That what yeah. happens when the the you know the institutions or our governments fail someone in this situation, and it sounds like you know they can even fail people with a lot of money and what you would yeah. think is a lot of power. Yeah, uh, but you read it. Well, she's gotten taken no advantage by
3: a lot of people. That that guy who yeah. was sort of running her stuff too. Like here, there's the thing when when you look around, you know this is sort of has has. Tony Shea was the same thing we talked about it. When you look around, and everyone around you is being paid by you. You've got a real problem. You know what I mean? Like you've got a real like you can't get any good advice from anyone if everyone is your employee on some level or or benefits from your working or whatever and i think it's i think it's fascinating she refuses to work and you know not making more money but it seems she put up something that was just lovely about her two kids she and her sons and they look like you know who Mm -hmm. knows what's going on behind the scenes but it was one of these lovely pictures of her with her kids saying i'm just so proud of them and they seemed, mm-hmm. you know, who knows with Instagram and stuff like that, but it felt like I, I just, this is really, I mean, people make fun of it. It's sort of like talking about the Kardashians or whatever, but it is really like, I, you have to go watch this New York Times documentary. and you're sort of like, let her out, dad. Like, what is going on here? Um, and it's, it's, it should be, it's a really, it should be someday a really big case, but she's certainly been hindered at the same time she certainly needs help uh, and I don't I just it's a fascinating legal story at some point but we have to move well, you know, on to big story you Go know ahead. Go but, ahead.
1: but Britney Spears was right my yeah. loneliness is killing me
3: <laughs> I'm thinking of putting you in my a way of saying I have
1: absolutely nothing to I, say I'm thinking of declaring
3: this. becoming your conservator and I kind
1: of like that yeah I like and it I like, like it taking when all your things and charge. letting
3: you stay in a tiny little room of your giant no, I like you know, it when people house order stuff. me
1: around I like yeah,
3: I'm going to order you around. Me and your wife are going to put you under, under, under watch, like under you're, watch, and then we're going to make you work. You're making
1: this sound <laughs> as if that would be a new thing. Like, what do you think this podcast? Anyway, uh, I'm true. not even going to go there. It's I'm true. not even going to go. Okay, there. That's true, I want that's out, true. Judge. I but want I out. I'd like the this legal right to make you
3: do things. I'd like a legal right to do this. All right, big stories. We're moving on to big stories. House Judiciary Committee is considering a package of sweeping antitrust bills. I talked about it this week a little bit with you that would reign in big tech companies. Last week, the House introduced a total of six bills that would take sweeping antitrust measures directed at big tech. The bipartisan bills would be the most aggressive challenge in Silicon Valley and Washington, D.C. But this week, already lawmakers are facing pushback. We talked about, like, these different things. The New York Times is reporting that Apple's CEO Tim Cook called Nancy Pelosi and other lawmakers and called the antitrust bills rushed, although it's been 10 years, Tim. Advisors from Amazon and Google have spoken out against the bills. Um, I did talk to Representative David Cicilline about this, um, who's been on Pivot. We've had him on Pivot. Um, And so it's really, you know, he thinks they're going to go through and that this is the way to do it very slowly with each of them. And The only bill that really is probably going to pass is more uh, fees for the FTC and mergers in order to pay Mm -hmm. for enforcement. The others are going to have a real uh, uh, tough, tough row. What do you think about where these are? Tech companies are not happy.
1: Yeah, and I think... um I think you're about to see a ton of money splashed around republican candidates because i think that really why well i think the big tech will say that the way you be- defeat an enemy is you atomize them and the most dangerous thing about these bills right now is there's a certain level of bipartisan support and so that if i were the chief lobbyist for this group of people uh, or big tech i would say all right our job is to atomize the competition and the easiest way to do that right now is to politicize the argument as being anti-business and get every Mm -hmm. republican on our side and then have a couple moderates um uh, on the democratic party come across as pro-business and water down some stuff uh so i uh, you know that's how i would be strategizing and the way they get to republicans you know democrats pursue power as a means to an ideological end republicans pursue power in and among itself they just want political power. And I think you're going to see a lot of uh, freshmen and kind of uh, early term Republican congressmen and Republican senators all of a sudden start to get a lot of money from the lobbying groups from big tech. I think they're going to go hard after, uh, uh, first after the Republicans. It's going to be a war, but it's the same way with tobacco. Go ahead. Well,
3: the GOP has been very anti-tech. You know, this has been like whether it's Ted Cruz or Jim Jordan or whatever who's on this committee. Um, you know, there's a lot of infighting that there shouldn't yeah. be alliances between the. That's one thing. That's one fissure. Is the 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 like Ken Buck didn't really want to talk to me because he didn't want to be seen talking with a Democrat with David Cicilline. I think like I I don't know. I have no idea. But I just think they're very they they've made these alliances, which I think are the right thing to do. Um, but then there's the issues around conservative bias. That, which a lot of people on that side don't think has been addressed enough here. Um, I think that's going to, they're going to sort of make a lot of noise about that. Um, the, The other part is this anti business. It feels, you know, giving it that Mm -hmm. feel Republicans naturally want to be pro business, although recently that's not been the case. Right. And so um, so it's going to be an interesting thing because they just can't let go of this conservative bias issue. Um, And most of these bills do not have a chance of passing. And even Cicilline sort of acknowledged that. Um, And the only one was the one about enforcement Money, more enforcement money going to the FTC, which seems like a very easy lift um, of all these things. Some of them are quite complex um, uh, in terms of what they want to do and very, you know, it really does shove the hand of government into the market rather substantively. Um, And I think they have a a good argument that that's the case.
1: Yeah, Yeah. but here's where it'll work, because between now and whenever this thing might happen, whether it's, call it optimistically, a couple years and most likely the better part of a decade for this Mm -hmm. really to to become new antitrust law and for it to be implemented, big tech is going to continue to fuck up. They're Mm going to continue to damage the commonwealth. There'll be new scandals. Mm -hmm. There'll be new cover-ups. There'll be new evidence that our children are a lot worse off. There'll be new evidence that these platforms get weaponized by bad actors. So, I have a lot of faith not in the Republicans or the Democrats to come together, but in big tech to continue to abuse the commonwealth and the mental well being of ah, a lot of our populace. And they will well, continue. Some- and they, will, they won't say, you know, we need to, we need to figure this out and be on our best behavior. There's a level of arrogance there that they believe, mm-hmm. I think, they, they can get away with almost anything. And I don't think yeah. that's changed. I don't yeah, think they feel chastened by this. There
3: was a poll that I think, I forget what it was, There was a decent poll that showed that most people don't really care, like 50% were like, yeah, like, Whatever. there's <laughs> not a big, there's not a big, uh, you know, hue and cry to do something about this except among, the chattering class like ourselves and i do that's mm-hmm. fine they, you know look people didn't just say seat belts everybody like i bet you know that was a small group of people who pushed for those or or, or cigarettes let's do something about them or opiates even and i think that's mm-hmm. there is there is indication that people the issue is people like tech and like the uses of it they there's sort of of all the many things you could stack up for them to be concerned about this one's not high on the list essentially mm-hmm. although you know, they're concerned. There could, there was like, I think it was 53% who were concerned. Others are like, yeah, whatever. 40%. Some were like, yeah, whatever. Not, not, I got to worry about this, this and this. And so I think that's where the tech is, has strength is inertia in people and that they like these tools. And at the same time, they're like, Oh, are they spying on us? It's not like China here, right? It's sort of, it's like China, but not, right? It's not, it's like, Oh, they're not like China. They're not trying to like, Uh, they're just trying to sell us toilet paper, essentially. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. I don't think they're going to pass much of it, but it is, you know, the idea of splitting them up, I think was smart from, from these legislators and like taking them piece by piece. The other part is they want to do this so that later they can focus in on all of consolidation, whether it's farm, like what, what uh, Amy Klobuchar talked about, it was pharmacy or it's caskets or whatever, um, you know the, the bigger picture of consolidation meat processing there's all kinds mm-hmm. of areas that have consolidated idea, rather severely but tech is the lowest hanging fruit in this area um so we'll see we'll see i think it's interesting that tim cook called pelosi and and that they're being much more aggressive Interestingly, the last part, and i love your thought of this, Marguerite Vestager, of course, took aim at Google. She's like going right through. She doesn't care if she loses sometimes. Mm-hmm. She's just keeping, keeping up the, the artillery fire at these, at these companies. And so she took aim at an investigation of Google. She's going to go after Amazon soon, I think, and, and, and others, uh, and especially with Spotify and Apple for sure. That's the next thing moving onto her plate, um, rather rather strongly so we'll see europe is certainly not sitting back as but u.s i think will be a slow it's a slow process
1: yeah but the the cohort we we haven't discussed and i think it'll be the cohort i mean we talked about okay the the general public is busy with their own lives and is you know is sort of interested not really or not as interested as you said would you call us the chatter group the chatter yeah. crowd
0: chattering class um we're the, the, chattering chattering class. Class. We chatter. the chattering class. We chatter. Chit-chat, chit-chat. I yeah, like that. That's what you are. Um, you're part of the chattering
1: then,
3: class, not oh, a man I'm of the people. P- I'm part of
1: the McAfee <laughs> gang. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, you're here to have <laughs> sex? You're here to have, have sex with me for money? Oh, no, you're here to kill me? Let's get married. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get. i like to cut of your jib. Anyways. Um, that totally Where was I? You,
3: the cohort. The cohort you left, uh, All I can think about murder. is
1: prostitutes sent to kill me and Chuck Todd. Those are the yeah. only two things on my mind. I'm going to um, go for
3: drinks at Chuck Todd and send you a picture from there, but go ahead. Keep going. You, uh, yeah, I do that too. Why?
1: <laughs> why uh, anyway, we're not even going to go into that. But so yeah. the, the, the cohort you left out. In the cohort that will ultimately push uh, the, a lot of this legislation over the line mm-hmm. is business that isn't big tech. I don't yeah. care if you're L'Oreal, I don't care if you're Yelp, you fucking oh, hate point. these guys. And the. <laughs> as big as if you just look at it. The, S&P, the s p the s the the fang stocks are 25 percent of the s p but the other 75 percent hate that 25 percent yeah because they've been abused by them they feel they get they play by a different set of rules they feel like if they do anything remotely similar to them antitrust is all over them they have laws all over them they have consumer pushback and they see these guys upping the rents on them across everything they do whether it's buying yeah. keywords whether it's selling into Amazon, whether it's, you know, they see see the tax breaks they get and and they're just like, they have lobbyists too. So it it won't be the general public. I, I, I think an alliance that will be performed here, the people in the background will no, be the rest a, of business saying, yeah. you are, these guys are hurting the economy and they're hurting us. Yeah. And, Joe, we hope that you— The Rupert Murdoch's
3: of the world, the Disney's, the—yeah, for sure. Why not sa- take advantage? A sausage
1: manufacturer yeah. that is sick of being abused by Amazon's, you know, buyers uh, it, it, yeah. in, in Wisconsin. You're going to see all kinds—there con- are small and big businesses. And I talk to these guys. I get emails every day from saying, you have no idea— yeah. The yep. level of abuse we are subject to yep, because we I have. I think it's when you have when fifty cents on the dollar is uh, e-commerce dollars through Amazon, and you have to be in e-commerce. You have to be on Amazon, and then you have to comply with their increasingly onerous higher ransom. What you need to do to stay on Amazon, and then consu- and,
3: and then consumers, they do deliver. You know, it's interesting. I got a, a tweet of someone saying, "I think logistics in Amazon are terrible," and I was like, "No, I literally ordered something. I'm up in a in a place in Rhode Island, and I ordered some stuff, and it was a day early here. And like, I didn't think it was going to come from five to eight in the morning. The next minute, I ordered yeah, it, but it was here very early on time, and the guy delivered. And I said, "Oh, you're a day early." He goes. Yeah, we try to stay ahead of the competition. I said, "Is there competition?" And the guy was like, "Not really."
1: Not really.
3: <laughs> That's he said, "This is the Amazon delivery guy." No, it was really. so funny, and I was like, "Is there?" He's like, "No, no." <laughs> like it was, it was, it was fascinating. Like how good they're. Anyway, you're co- correct, Scott. You are correct. Your big business, other big businesses is going to try to fight these businesses. But th- let me just say. Tech is here to play, and they're going to pressure every single lawmaker on this and try to water it down rather significantly. Very few of these bills are going to pass, at least in this session, and we'll just have to see where it goes from there. Um, and again, the Republicans can't give up. They just can't quit the idea that they're being discriminated against, which they are not. There's no evidence. It's evidence Fine.
1: Let them believe that. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It if takes. That's what's required. Let them believe that. Yeah,
3: yeah that's actually, that's essentially no, what are No, they really Cicilini are aliens. Said.
1: Fine. Just just do yeah, what we want.
3: Yeah. David Cicilline kind of said that. It's like, I don't agree Fine. with that, but I want them to focus Fine. in on the power of big tech. All right, Scott, let's go on a quick break. We'll uh, come back to talk about Microsoft becoming a $2 trillion company. It entered that that area and a listener mail question.
2: Did you know the Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO, Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You've heard it before. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But it's more than just a tagline. Because State Farm agents are small business owners themselves who live and work in your community. And if you're in the market for small business insurance, who better to work with than an agent who understands what it takes? State Farm agents can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. Talk to your local State Farm agent today about small business
3: insurance. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, Scott. Microsoft just hit a two trillion dollar market cap. That makes Microsoft this only the second U.S. company to join the elite group of being two trillion dollars after Apple. People never pay attention to Microsoft. Actually, Microsoft was largely left out of these bills we just talked about. Microsoft reached uh, the two trillion dollar milestone just over two years after it first passed the one trillion dollar market cap. Microsoft stock has gained sixty four percent since the pandemic lockdowns. People don't pay as much attention to them and their power. Started in United States in March twenty twenty. Microsoft is also launching its. New Windows 11 this week. Remember how that used to be a big deal? Well, it's back again. We'll have Yusuf Medhi, the Microsoft vice president of Modern Life, Search, and Devices. I've known him a long time on the show next week to talk more about the leaps at Microsoft. So, what do you think? You know, we we've talked about Satya Nadella hitting hitting all the cylinders here and quietly so in the background. He he was not. There's a lot. They got they kind of got out of these bills that they've made some changes where it only focuses on Amazon, Apple and uh facebook and google um so what do you think what do you think
1: there's there's no getting around it it's uh it's actually the third company to hit two trillion saudi aramco hit it for briefly but um look there's two things that that i think have pushed it over two trillion dollars the first is um a business reason and then a non-business reason and that is, they are cloud, and I think of them not only as cloud, but they're kind of the purest play cloud. Because if you look at Amazon, you might not guess it's a big cloud player, even even if you look at um, Google. But Microsoft cloud... They're not cloud- the $2
3: trillion club. They're not. Those two yeah, aren't they're Google not. and Amazon, yeah.
1: Yeah, they're not. They're, 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 the question is, which of those two will probably be next? And I think it'll be Amazon. But anyways, yeah, uh, they're firing in all cylinders, cloud, enterprise software, gaming, but the, the other thing that they benefit from enormously, and it can't be underestimated, is the likability of Satya Adela. Yeah. Because agree. it's B2B, because they haven't been subject to as many scandals, because we're not worried about uh, PowerPoint uh, weaponizing an election or depressing our teens. Yeah. And Satya Nadella is really well liked. Microsoft has kind of gone from being Darth Vader to, you know, a Wookiee. And that is, yep. they're just sort of big and powerful and quiet and likable. And yeah. as a result, this is huge because every time Facebook, Google, Apple, or Amazon think, you know what, we're missing a key component of the supply chain here of our tech stack, get the bankers in here, here are the five companies we'd acquire, reach out to two of them, they have to go, well, can we do that? Can we do that? Whereas Microsoft can just full steam ahead on their plan, and there's probably acquisitions they've made- that they yeah, got they managed the le-
3: to get out of this thing. And they, they this right. new, these new bills, they have a word mobile in there, which Microsoft, you know, failed in, essentially. Yeah. And so it gets, someone was telling, lobbyist was telling me, like, Microsoft has co- correctly and, uh, not correctly, has deftly gotten out of these bills because of wording yeah. and stuff. They're, they're a very, and another person that doesn't get as much attention, it, not just Sachindel, is Brad Smith, who sort of is has been writing yeah. books about, you know responsibility and this and that and he he's sort of uh, he's the one that actually convinced gates and ballmer to calm the fuck down essentially um mm-hmm. during those that period um and uh and so it's a really interesting thing cuz they are incredibly powerful and they do but they've managed to slip out of a lot of things the market cap by the way of amazon is 1.77 uh, 7 trillion um mm-hmm. and google is 1.67 trillion so they're getting close they're getting close mm-hmm. uh uh, Sundar Pichai got dinged this week in a piece in, in the Times about his lack of decision making. A lot of executives leaving there and sort of becoming like an old thing, but he's still facing enormous pressures around search and, and this and that. So you're right. It's a, it's a really, so where does Microsoft go? They've been doing all this, this really deaf stuff in gaming, um, obviously, cloud. Um, they've made some really interesting purchases. The gaming stuff is fascinating, I think, and people have not paid as much attention to it. Um, obviously, Windows is still, it used to be sort of the scary you know tip of the spear really of everything else but they've they've, uh, they've done a lot of stuff that I think has been you know and they've moved into Defense department. they did win that jetty contract over Amazon, although that's now in dispute, but uh, which we should ask Yusuf about. but what do you what do you imagine they're going to do next?
1: More of the same and then AI. Um, Mm -hmm. They're already a leader in AI, they're really strong in mobile computing. It took them 33 years to get to a trillion and then it just took them about 24 months to get to two trillion. Um, And and, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but they uh, talk about an exciting, enormous contract. They've won the cloud services contract for Peacock with 10 million (laughs) users, 10 million, Peacock. Oh, my God. You know, when Peacock becomes
3: really successful, you're going to have to eat your words. Just so you I know. am
1: going to have to eat my words. There's by the good, way. I was
3: watching Peacock. Didn't they? they have some good stuff on there. That no one good, ever. Much.
1: Said, oh, you actually were. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. No,
3: I'm just telling you. They're not Jean-Luc
1: Picard, Trevor Noah, or Starship Commander Jean-Luc Picard, which, by the way, is my Halloween outfit every year. Huge oh, crowd loser. Yeah. He's great. You know, loser. I met
3: him once at a dinner at the Shakespeare Theater. He's lovely, Theater. right? Tell me he's lovely. Oh, my God. He was so, like, so dreamy. Yeah. He was dreamy yeah. and smart and erudite. The I whole like thing. He was exactly what you do. He was not, like, I would have been sad if he was like, hey, how you doing? Like that. No, <laughs> he was totally classy. He's Let's a classic. Get the strip
1: clubs, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, he was lovely.
1: How that popped up. I am so channeling John McAfee today. I see that.
3: I, I see that. I, I wish ready. you don't end up like John ready. McAfee. In any case, we'll ready. talk about this with Yusuf because I think Microsoft's a really interesting, you know, you sort of see the future of some of these other companies if they did things right, right? At the same time, it still has the same issues around, you know, power and dominance in lots of areas and they do slip out of it because they're not damaging in the way the others are so explicitly damaging. But still, the concentration of power is problematic no matter what you do and the concentration of wealth um but you're right Sacha really has handled it in a way that is uh, much more deft um he's coming to code so we'll be able to talk to him about that really um, yeah he's coming to code hmm. yeah i've known him card. since he was yeah. like a nobody same thing with yusuf he was like a lower he wasn't lower level but he was just a product manager of a bunch of divisions and he used to, he was, he was, he, I always enjoyed talking to him. There were a lot of real jackasses at Microsoft. and He was not among them um, when I, and Yusuf is the same way, which is interesting. So we'll talk to them. We'll talk, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But they have stayed out of the limelight. Um, so we'll see where they go. What do you, so what do you, who will you get to the next $2 trillion, Google or Amazon? You said Amazon. You think it's Amazon?
1: I, I just think, I, I think the most, uh, I think the business that will gain the most market capitalization over the next several years is Amazon, and it'll be on the backs of their entry into healthcare. I think mm-hmm. that healthcare. the most exciting okay. thing uh-huh. coming—was well, that enough? You don't you don't want any color? You got what you yeah. needed. You got what you no, needed. I You're know.
3: done. No, I want to hear more. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> <Talk> <laughs> Seriously,
1: I Not I have an idea. Out. I want to what? control you. Oh, really? In the future, <laughs> I <do>
3: control you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, so um, look, the one I think the most exciting thing coming out of the pandemic from a business level is that we might be able to push. 18% of our economy, uh, healthcare, and disperse it away from doctors' offices and hospitals into smartphones and smart speakers, and take healthcare from a defensive-driven industry, disease-driven industry, we're on our heels, onto our toes, more of a health-driven industry. And the the absolutely, the organization that has all the assets to do it is Amazon. And mm. uh, it's just gonna be, I mean, when 18% of the economy all of a sudden goes up for grabs, um, I think it's going to just, anyways. I, I, I don't know who's next to two trillion, but I do think the first to three trillion is going to be Amazon right. on the back of healthcare.
3: Yeah. All right. What does Microsoft buy? I'm going to let you run some more, Scott, and then we'll get to a listener mail question. I don't know. What, I, give I me agree with you. Anything?
1: The the only what? thing. Oh, and by the way, I have a, I have to correct the record again. It's like third oh. show in a row. Oh, it, I hate it when people take us seriously. Um, anyways, <laughs> the
0: um. We need a uh, fact the,
1: check the I'm place the yep. place um uh, that relative to the size of the business that gets the least amount of attention and mm-hmm. you you've said this is gaming mm-hmm. and microsoft has a, a, a foothold in gaming and it's just um it's it's supposed to continue to grow it's a great business it it fits to their competence so i would imagine that in addition to ai and cloud which are amazing businesses microsoft will continue to be Kind of a key player in in gaming, and it's if you look at all media, I mean everything, like you know traditional media, cable. The the two things that are growing are streaming Mm -hmm. and gaming. Yeah, and uh, and we never and game gaming's like a hundred. I mean, it's just crazy. We need to focus on it. We need
3: to focus. We're obsessed.
1: We'd constantly talk about the motion picture industry, the the total domestic box office seats yep. are seven billion. Yeah. Gaming is like hundred and fifty billion.
3: It is indeed. I mean, it just doesn't. It's, we had this issue when I ran all things D. We should have paid more. We just people didn't want to read about it, even though it was bigger.
1: I know it sounds crazy, Top but it was true. Top scholar in the world on gaming, Joost van Druen at NYU. He's well, very let's good. have
3: Joost on then to Jost? tell us about it to teach yeah. us. How about that? Why don't you? Yeah. Why don't you use your your very tenuous relationship with NYU to get us? Some
1: <laughs> My tenuous. Let me just say, Jost I'm going to make I a prediction. Yosef and I are on good terms. Joost and I are on good terms.
3: I think we're Microsoft is gonna wives, come back so with hookers. TikTok. I think Microsoft <laughs> might come back with TikTok. Slipped they wanted that, right that TikTok. I think that's I'm gonna make a little prediction here. I think they're gonna relook at TikTok. You're right, they're in a state with the situation with China is gonna get worse. Yeah. Microsoft yeah. and TikTok don't they were in there very interested. Yeah. We'll see. That would be a really interesting acquisition for them. And to put it in the game, in the in that unit, in that unit, I and mean, we can ask you some of this all on Monday, okay, Scott? Let's pivot to a listener question. Roll tape.
4: You have got, you got. I can't believe I'm going to be a mailman. You you've got mail. Hello, Karen, Scott. It's Mark here, an American Kiwi calling from Auckland, New Zealand. I love what you both have to say about climate change. I love you both acknowledge the climate crisis, but I have been noticing that even though you talk about it a very occasionally on the show. You don't give climate a lot of space on the show, and you definitely don't mention, of course, as much as COVID. However, we are starting to get reports in that the climate crisis is, of course, going to cost much more than COVID has, cause much more disruption. And your recent talking about the G7, you talked about the tax treaty, but not about the impacts of G7 countries, fossil fuel companies, putting in gas projects in the global south, hooking them into more fossil fuels. We'd love to hear more. We have a lot do of fans in New with Zealand.
3: This? Yes, I do. Yeah. Because, Mark, that is not true. I've interviewed not just, I've interviewed Bill Gates about this. I've discussed uh, about with his book. I've done several columns about the climate crisis and discussed it a lot about where We should talk more about it here, though. What are the cool companies that are are moving forward, whether it's carbon capture, whether it's all kinds of interventions, even space travel is part of that. The idea of moving ourselves off this planet because of the dangers of climate crisis. Um, I've talked to food people. I've done interviews. I talk a lot about it in, in a more substantive way. And we should do that here, just like with gaming, I think. Scott is right. Um, this is an area that is going to be both an opportunity and a, a, a real potential for huge economic destruction. Destruction over the years, whether you're thinking about, you know, I happen to be in coastal Rhode Island, and they're talking about the idea of these hurricanes coming through and devastating these areas and covering them up, and the the amount of um, that's just one place. And I think we, you know, Miami, whether you're, Scott's down in Florida, it's a big issue. You know, people are going to start to think about this this idea of getting to zero carbon emissions. Is critically important. And the fact that our governments keep slow rolling this is, it doesn't really matter. The earth is going to do what it wants in some level. But I think it's really, um, I think the cost of damage of climate change is. Is beyond, compared to COVID is massive, like massive, massive, massive. And the deaths that are going to be um, the result of it, massive. I think we're probably not going to see it as much in developed countries because they can protect themselves. And we don't mind people. That, unfortunately, the when people die in other places that we don't pay attention to, nobody pays attention to them. So anyway, so this I, one thing which we did talk about was Gary Gensler um, adding climate uh, report cards for companies. Um, the tech companies are leading the way with renewable, Amazon announced it's going to buy renewable energy sources, to cover the company's activities. You know, all these, off, they've been doing offsets. It's just the beginning step. So Scott, what do you think? I think it's going to be an important part of corporate corporate uh, speaking to the public, correct? And not just, you know, virtue signaling.
1: Yeah, I mean, I always look at the lens. I'm cynical about big tech. It's much easier for someone in a digital business, a software-driven business, to be very indignant about climate change versus someone that's actually manufacturing things. It's just, it's just a totally different, I, it, Look, it's great that they're taking it on um, something that has made me much more environmentally aware is COVID specifically, when emissions dropped by something like 20 or 30% in the first 12 weeks of the pandemic uh, last year, there was a noticeable change in how clear the water was, how, how crisp the air was. And I thought, my God, why wouldn't we decide this is the new normal? It just, yeah. uh, unselfishly, I wasn't even thinking about all the devastation of weather events, but just mm-hmm. selfishly going out. You, think about how housing prices, housing prices have accelerated 11% or 13% quarter on quarter. We spend millions of dollars. It is such an incredible lift for each of us and our families to get into a nice home. Housing has become so expensive if you want to own in the US. Why wouldn't we, all of us, make <laughs> make a somewhat, a fraction of the financial effort and focus on making our backyard exceptional. I'm just so yeah. blown away by how uh, beautiful my backyard got. And when I say my backyard, I mean the sea land and the sky. And also the reason I don't talk about it a lot is there are yeah. certain categories that are so important um, That if you don't have domain expertise, and this is how I'm sort of evolving yeah. as a person, you shut the fuck up. And the reality is I don't really have a lot of domain expertise. And whenever you say anything, including anything I said here, there's a religious fervor around this topic. And people come out. You, there's, it's impossible to say anything that doesn't, that doesn't piss people off. And especially if you don't have domain expertise here. So my good friend Bob Perkowitz at Echo America um he he really uh, he said something and again i bring everything back to me but when you talk about the power of this stuff and i just look at it mm-hmm. through the lens of how powerful or how i've come to embrace the outdoors when my one of my sons was struggling he said all you need to do is get him uh, outside it's one of the most mm-hmm. restorative things you can do yes. so anyways the bottom line is i'm trying to be more thoughtful about this stuff because i realize not only not only how important climate change is but just how wonderful uh, you know the outdoors is uh, it adds a great endorsement. But anyways, I, 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 I a huge topic. I don't think either of us don't feel don't feel yeah. uh, aren't supporters of it. We're just or, or don't recognize the problem here. It's just. Uh, it's just it's best when you don't know. So what you're I think it would be about. really
3: interesting. It would be kind of interesting as an exercise for you to look at where are the investment opportunities because I you know I, I wrote something in a column last year and I said the world's first trillionaire speaking of trillionaires will be a climate change technologist and I made that up I just made it up I was just trying to say like this is an area of great economic opportunity to try to make to figure these things out but behind just mitigation which is carbon capture and everything else but where is where is the real uh, innovation going to happen in smart manufacturing? In smart um, smart home building smart mm-hmm. food making there's so much like so much shift that could could happen here that could just like with electrical like beyond coal it cleaned up you know it's still we still have a dirty world but it's not as dirty as like London used to be filthy right so what is the way what is the way that we can make this an economic opportunity which is a way to spur innovation? For a lot of people and that I'd love to like sort of start thinking about what are the cool companies that are what are what are the companies that are most interesting and what are the what are going to be the biggest companies in our world? Because this is going to whoever dominates this is going to be a very important player in the next 20 years.
1: Yeah. And it's one of those things, too, that it feels like the weather events or climate change inspired catastrophes. Whether it's the wildfires of California or rising sea levels, mm-hmm. whatever it might be, it feels like unfortunately we went from there became so many of them so fast. It's, it feels as if we hit some sort of tipping point.
3: Yeah, that's what but they I worry say. we're
1: becoming a little bit a little bit numb to it. But yeah. these, you know, it's something like eighty percent of the crazy wildfires that have ever happened in California have happened in the last decade. Yeah,
3: yeah. You know um, what we're gonna and, do, Scott? Go, go what's ahead, and that? finish. We're, well, at, did, at, at PivotCon in Miami, we're going to do a section on this, on the interesting on companies. Yeah. Miami. But the
1: thing, that, the thing that's so disappointing, again, about something that's so important is how the hell did this get politicized? Republicans, well, Teddy Roosevelt, reason. the first great environmentalist, was a Republican. Like, when did mm-hmm. we all decide if you're on the left, you have to be, you know, like you can't there's a lot of what i would call unreasonable conversations on the left around the environment not acknowledging that people at the end of the day regardless of what's right or wrong will vote for their economic interests and unless you address economic growth in the you know all of this in the context of climate change you're just not going to have a productive conversation and and then on the right they want to be science deniers Right. Is this is well. How did we get here, folks? I mean, uh, anyway, I don't. I I find yep. whenever I, that how the how the fuck did we politicize obesity masking and Everything. environment Everything. something that we kind of appear to all have a shared, a vested interest in figuring out.
3: Everything anyway. is politicized now, but maybe it won't be in the future. Anyway, Mark, American Kiwi, we think this is important. We should we're going to do our homework on this and gaming. Okay, Scott, those are the two things. Well, so I wonder what Chuck children. Todd thinks.
1: No, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> Chuck Todd, Chuck <laughs> Todd, you and your uh, I'm excited about peacock. peacock. I'm excited about peacock.
3: Peacock. Say it like that. If you let's have a peacock show and have nobody watch it. Anyway, Scott, one more quick break. We'll be back for predictions.
4: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge
3: Okay, Scott, predictions. Go for it. I made my little prediction about Microsoft. You make one now.
1: The most exciting thing about antitrust is that it's oxygenating for the environment. And when I say the environment, I mean the business environment. And we're about to see a massive amount of innovation in categories where there was a dearth of startups because people saw monopoly power. And that is we're going to see There hasn't been a social network of any size in America launched since 2011, and that was Pinterest. In the next 24 months, we'll see two or three new viable, Mm. robust startups in social media. We're going to see new hardware companies. We're going to see new search engines. We already see subscription search engine Neva. We're Mm going to see new ad tech platforms. Companies and their backers are going to say, are going to believe that it's a credible threat that these companies are about to be broken up. and antitrust is coming. I mean, even I, I... one of the reasons I invested in Neva
3: mm-hmm.
1: is that the best reason you wouldn't invest, it's like, okay, let's assume it works. Let's assume, yeah. let's assume people are concerned about privacy, want subscription search, but but Google can just go, hey, let's take a 1,000 engineers and a billion dollars and let's put them out of business. And guess what? They can't do that now yeah, because the antitrust cops are on the beat for the first time. Well, we hope. And so you're going to start to see more funding and more m a There's going to be more funding, more new startups, more m a in the ad tech, social media, search, even computer hardware space in the next 24 months. And it's going to be evidence of how what a key component of capitalism competition is. And we're all going to look back and think, why the hell did we not break up these guys sooner?
3: I don't know. I'm, I got it's going to push back. You're this. I think the empire is going to strike back. I think You're they're. Skeptical? I think they are. I do. I think that we. Yeah. We. You know. We got. We're around. We. They. We're on the axle of politics. That's going to mess up this whole thing. Like, look what's going on on every bill in the Senate. Like this is. This is to their advantage. And they also can't. They also are liked by people. It's going to be a much harder road to get to bring these people down in the way that. But it's already impacting
1: be. business. Even even. It, yep. There's an interesting thing in that is. A lot of people will argue that the value of antitrust isn't in actually the antitrust action. It's in the scrutiny and the fact mm-hmm. that right now, Google, Facebook, and Apple uh, aren't, you know, they're being very careful right now. It's yeah. already having an impact on the ecosystem. Yeah,
3: fair to him. That is a fair point. That is a fair point. You're 100% right. We'll see what goes on. And I think one of the things you mentioned last week, uh Lena Khan uh being hindered only by courts. And actually there was a big Bloomberg story saying exactly this thing is that really what's going to happen as as happened in Europe and elsewhere is these pe- these companies go to court and they win because of more conservative justices jur- jurors jurists um and so that's really where the problem is. You know what I mean? Ultimately, um they're going to win. House. It's going to be a long slog, and mm-hmm. eventually the those with money and means often win. So we'll see where it goes. But the, I, I afforded you that story because you just mentioned it off the top of your head because you are brilliant. Um, and you know who I think has started go. a
1: really robust social who? network? Who? Uh, Peloton.
3: You keep saying that.
1: I'm waiting. The passion – the passion and the demographic there, and the engagement—I think they could start a like. I think niche social media platforms yeah. are going to start to emerge, and I think Peloton's going to start I think the you first mean niche streaming networks. Too. niche
3: streaming networks It's sort of like old cable co- coming back. Anyway, that's a very good prediction. We'll see where it goes. We're going to be following that legislation very closely. Um, for and your sure.
1: prediction—I like your yours—is a little. TikTok. I think I, I like yours more. Yours is that TikTok and Microsoft will talk about their Jennifer, their Ben and Jennifer thinking about getting uh, back to. Like Together. Isn't
3: that great? Are you happy about that, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck? For those who are not paying attention, and I don't want to speak to think any of you really
1: or Is that their publicist dating? It's like neither I of us have a lot going each on other. professionally. They got Which... a whole
3: thing going on. No, I don't think they're that cynical. Come on, like, look, they've both been through the ringer, especially him, right? Like he's he's like he is round the after round of, of drinking Come on. and he's addiction. He's John McAfee and... with
1: better hair. I would like to roll oh, now that John God. is gone. No. I would like to roll with Ben Affleck you in know Vegas. What?
3: And he, also, he who was he with before that beautiful actress? Anyway, he... Um, uh, Jennifer uh, Garner. I, so anyway, I'm very happy. I don't care if it's fake. I like it. I like the benifer I, I like I met Bennifer. him once. You
1: know, he used to come to Ron Conway's Angel Investor things. He was. And I was yeah, talking was to tech. him. And I remember just sitting there talking, speaking to him, going, Jesus Christ, how did this guy get so looking, good looking? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there are people this good looking yeah, he's, he's really very amazing. handsome.
3: Him and, uh, and handsome. Uh, Matt Damon were around the tech sector for a short amount of time, so I dealt with them quite a bit. It Did, didn't work out for them. In any case, um, they were trying to do all these different online things, online entertainment didn't things. Didn't they and make it a shit ton stuff?
1: Didn't they make uh, a I think it was
3: Ashton Kutcher was
1: in that one. Oh, Ashton, that's right. Mm-hmm. right.
3: Ashton yeah. Kutcher. We're
1: the new celebrities. We are. Don't you get celebrities calling you talking about tech?
3: No, just you. I go, read a lot of I, just,
1: go on. I, don't, I, don't,
3: I really don't. I don't. But anyway, all I don't pick I need up the phone either. <laughs> I just control
1: you. <laughs> I just control
3: Quietly from behind I want, the scenes. My
1: dream is to control Listen, a 56-year-old McAfee. Jewish professor with erectile dysfunction. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Listen, McAfee, we got to go. We got to go now. Uh, I got things to do. Dude, I've got to do. That
1: guy knew, to knew how to roll. That he guy did? knew how all to roll. Right. Okay, all right. Rest okay. in peace, my brother. Rest in peace.
3: All right. A little bit of like... A little bit of note. He was had mental issues, and we should all be feel bad about what happened to him. Anyway, don't forget Oops, if there's. I a, did it
1: again. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was good.
3: That was good. That, that, was, was that's good. Why I, that was good. That's
1: why I make forty, that's fifty bucks an hour on I this I just want to say podcast. I'm
3: glad you're not wearing a cheerleader outfit while you do that. Anyway, don't forget well, if there is controlled a me. The
1: way, You control. Do you controlled know what I did yesterday? U-Sassi I went Minx. to
3: lunch in a place called Watch Hill, Rhode Island, and I got to view Taylor Swift's house from a long distance, just so you know <laughs> that was my day <laughs> like,
1: That is just uh, wrong on so many levels. It's there was right just in the so middle of town. Are, you can't not it see it. It's enormous. It's like when I went to Kenny Bungport. Which is hugely Uh, overrated. And went on a boat tour, and they stopped for five minutes to look at the Bush estate. I'm like, it was one of those moments like, what? Oh, Kennebunkport.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, it's the Bush estate. I'm like, what
1: level of bad decisions put me on a boat with 400 (laughs) tourists from Boston? In front, <laughs> spying on the. There Bush was nobody compound. spying
3: on Taylor Swift. I just drove by it. I just looked upon it. I love Taylor Swift. There's we a song she. It's it called Holiday house. house.
1: We approached it from the water side, and oh, people were no, taking I pictures. i I would not do that.
3: No, I just drove past it. It's a lovely town, and it's been written about. It's the most expensive house in Rhode Island. So it's, I'm not like giving up any information. She wrote a beautiful song. You should all listen to called Holiday House about it, and it was owned by a, a Britney a, a Spears. Sort of a,
1: she wrote? No. Did she write her own music? No, i didn't she, know that.
3: Taylor Swift writes all her own music. Oh, I'm not going to. You know Taylor what? Swift. It's Taylor Swift I'm talking I'm about. her. not until she's doing rather well, and she's a wonderful artist. Anyway, uh, people can disagree on her, but I love her. Anyway, Holiday House, you should listen to it. Don't forget, if there's a story in the news and you're curious about and want to hear our opinion on, go to nymag.com pivot to submit a question for the show. Scott, read us out.
1: Today's show was produced by Rebecca Sinanis, Ernie Andrew Todd, engineered this episode. Thanks also to Drew Burrows. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're an Android user, check us out on Spotify or frankly, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you liked our show, please recommend it to a friend. Thanks for listening to Pivot from Vox Media. We'll be back next week for another breakdown of all things tech and business. Who would the dog rather roll with in Vegas? John McAfee or Chuck Todd? The answer is yes.